to Norway are now establishing a mission and dawah center to enhance the Norwegian dawah. If you donate to this cause, you will inshallah reap the rewards of thousands of Muslims coming back to Islam and many of those will become du'at and invite to Islam. So click the link and donate now and share the video for extra reward. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast <coughs> The Three Muslims. Today we're joined with three very recognizable faces. We have the conservative Muslims from the Jubilee video. How are you guys doing today? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Can everyone hear me okay? Let's do a sound check for everyone. Of course. Lamia? For some reason, I can hear an echo. Do you know who it's coming from or is it from everyone oh no it was it's my bad i had the youtube channel open so <laughs> <laughs> there you go no worries all right bismillah so everyone's already very excited this uh this friend here stayed up till midnight to watch this the real one. <laughs> <laughs> all right bismillah so I um I was really reluctant to watch the video because I I don't like watching Jubilee videos because they've had a history in being a little leaning to one side, um, clearly the left, the liberal, the non-Muslim side. But everyone was talking about this and it was strange. And then Brother Jad popped up on my For You page, and I'm like, okay, this feels a little bit different. So before we get into it and we get in the discussions and all that, I want to ask you guys, why did you join the Jubilee video and how did you come across that opportunity? So let's start with Brother Mahmoud. Yeah, so <clears throat> apparently they sent an application to my local masjid over here. And so my friend was the director of the message, so he sent it, he sent it like to the whole group chat of all the guys. And so I, I just like, not jokingly, but I just like, oh, why not? Let me just join it. Because I already know, I wasn't aware of the, the channel before, but then my my siblings were like, oh, it's like BuzzFeed, like that kind of liberal kind of fun kind of entertainment video. So I was like, oh, let me just join. Why not? So then they 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 rang me up, they interviewed me, and you know surprisingly enough, uh, I mean I'm sure you two went through it too. You know they they don't know much about Islam, so they were kind of asking as they go like, oh, what are some good topics we can bring on the video, stuff like that. So uh, so my my intention on there was like just like the I understand there's like a big non-Muslim audience, so I wanted to just bring like Islam in a in a in a very uh, simple sense, just so people can understand what it is rather than. Oh, you guys worship Muhammad and all this, you know, like, ignorant things about Islam. You know, I just wanted to get the true message out there, you know. But then again, I'm no student of knowledge. I'm no expert. I'm anything. I'm just someone trying to get that the bare minimum message. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Barakallah fake. May Allah reward you for the uh, for the intention and for joining. Allahumma amin. So for uh, Sister Lamia and Brother Jad, was it similar for you guys? Was it different in any way? Um, yeah, for me, so... I actually watch Jubilee. I be watch. I watch their videos sometimes. I do find it entertaining. Some of their, uh, like where they have like one person and then they have like, six other people who are like are not are, like the real ones. And one person's a fake. I, I watch those videos sometimes, and I always was wondering like how do they get these people on here? Like, because I know that everyone's in there is stranger. So I was like wondering like where do they recruit them or like how do they get them out? So I just looked in their description and they had a link like jubilee.com slash like casting or something. So I clicked on it, and then from there it tells you like what videos they have coming up next. And, um, and it tells you like middle ground, which is one of the more like serious um, segments. And then it said the conservative Muslims versus liberal Muslims. I was like, oh shoot. I was like, there's something I can actually like 
that's relevant to me. So it was all kind of coincidence. So then I signed up. I was like, it'd be really cool if I was to like, get on there. And um, after I signed up, they did the interviews and stuff. But the real reason, like, <clears throat> one of the reasons that I signed up is because the main reason that I signed up is because um, I'm not sure if you had to watch their previous video on um, with, with Muslims included. Uh, it was like a, one of the, it's called a spectrum, I think. And it was like very, um, I don't want to say anything about the people that were on there, but I feel like it just wasn't a proper representation of, of Muslims. Yes. So my goal was to, at least I felt like I could do my part in properly resenting, uh, representing Muslims. And uh, that's the reason that I got on there. I wanted to give people an accurate representation of what it what it's like to be a Muslim in America and what our ideologies are. And um, yeah, I mean, even even though me and uh, Mahmoud, I'm sure Lamia feels the same way, we didn't agree with the title of conservative Muslim versus liberal Muslims. We even told them uh, when recording, like throughout the video, we said it, they just didn't put it in there. But we told them uh, we don't identify as conservative Muslims. There's no such thing. Uh, we're just Muslims. And uh well, obviously they had to keep it there for the title, but uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. So I think it was, for me, at least it was a good experience and alhamdulillah, yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Very, very interesting. And uh, Sister Lamia, how about you? So um, for me, um, I actually am not from America. I actually moved to America like about a year, a year ago um, for college. Um, I'm actually from Sudan and um, I've always kind of been watching Jubilee's videos from back home. Um, mainly because, you know, I finally found a, a channel on YouTube with a with a large platform and like a large audience that kind of like represent Muslims in some way. It might not be an accurate representation like uh, Brother Mahmoud and Jad said, but at least it's out there. Um, kind of like teaching Muslims, giving an insight to Muslims. Um, so when I came here, I kind of like thought it would be a fun idea to kind of sign up for one of their videos, especially since I kind of, I also signed up for their newsletter. And, um, when I got the notification that they're doing a liberal versus conservative quote unquote, um, debate, I thought that I could kind of like contribute to it, maybe kind of give my own insights, especially coming from a Muslim country, a Muslim majority country. And I signed up for it, never thinking that I would actually um, get, end up getting the call, but alhamdulillah, I did. Um, I can't really say that I did my best to kind of represent um, my opinions and express my views um, as a Muslim woman, but at least it's it's kind of like the, the f big first step. So. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think you guys all did tremendous. I think you sure. all did an amazing job. And um, it's funny because when it comes to the term liberal and, and conservative, orthodox, traditional, whatever, and some people even say extreme, but, you know, these terms are not something that uh, it, we would say is Islamically valid. So I'm glad you mentioned that point, Brother Jad, and I'm glad to hear that all, you know, all of us agree with that. Um, the only people that really use these terms are the liberal or the secular or the West because they inherently don't agree with Islam. But even if these people were to understand Islam, Islamic teachings, they would know that such words and such um, categories don't exist, Islamically speaking, but only in the secular sense. Uh, shout out to Brother Ali Chabar. May Allah bless you. Barakallah feek for the super chat. So now we know how you guys got on to the, uh, the Jubilee video, but what were your thoughts going into it? Were you guys nervous? And what was it like when you first you know, met everyone and sat down and started having those conversations? Anyone yeah. can take the mic and jump in. Uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start. Um, yeah, I, obviously I was nervous. Um, 
just because I didn't know who was going to be on my side. <laughs> you know, Alhamdulillah, I was blessed to have you two with, on me with my, on my side. You know, um, just because, like, like, like Jed said before, you know, I know how these kind of channels work, where they get like, not saying I'm perfect or anyone's perfect, but, you know, but they get someone who maybe doesn't represent Islam in the best way. So then, when non-Muslims watch it, they get, oh, that's what a Muslim is, you know, praying three times a day or something like that, you know. <laughs> like my friends have told me like some of their old videos it was like that so so uh so i, I was obviously i was nervous i wanted to prepare a bit you know alhamdulillah uh obviously we could have done better but um it is what it is but uh i came in there there was a green room they were filming another video so we had to be quiet and also we weren't allowed to talk to each other so i didn't know who was who you know i kind of got and then uh it was all good though you know uh, i wasn't too nervous you know because you know alhamdulillah i know islam is the deen of truth and the, the deen that has an answer for everything in life. You know, even, you know, it's the only deen that has an answer for inheritance, for instance. You know, it goes into every aspect of our life. You know, I know whether or not, whether or not we could answer it or not, I know there's a place in Islam where I can find the answer for it. You know, so I didn't, I didn't have any uh, nervousness in that way, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Alhamdulillah. And that's, <clears throat> I think, that's, that's a very beautiful answer, Alhamdulillah, because as Muslims, we're supposed to be very proud and confident of our religion, but not of ourselves, our knowledge, or anything that has to do with us. We're just very proud that we know our deen, our, our religion, Islam, covers any single question somebody could ask, alhamdulillah. So that was very beautifully said. And we actually got a super chat for you, saying, <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, cousin. <laughs> That's my voice, my cousin. Barakallah, <laughs> Muslim, Allah bless you. Right. And uh, before we, we move on with the question, um, I've heard this like way, way too many times. Even my family members are saying it. Um, Isa says, Brother Jad reminds me of Rami in a positive way, how he speaks and behaves himself. I've even heard that like physically we look alike as well. So, uh, if you guys agree, let me know. I second that. I second that. Mahmoud, um, <laughs> Mahmoud, what do you think? Uh, kind of, yeah. I see the resemblance. I uh, appreciate that. Compliment to me. That's not, <laughs> it's a compliment for me, alhamdulillah. <laughs> um, for me, um, in terms of the, that question you're asking me, how it was like you're talking about, talking about like right before we got on, right? Yeah. Um, so going into it, I was a little bit nervous. I, I was talking to my dad. I was talking to my friend uh, Kareem, who was there with me, and um, the common theme was like, there's like to be nervous about. You're on the side of the haq, and that's all that matters, right? So um, that's why I was like, I was like, it's true. Like, what do I have to be nervous about? If, because I know like the what I believe and I know that my ideologies and how I was raised is correct. So I have I had nothing to be nervous about. And um, it was just a matter of like in debates, it's just a matter of like, are you able to uh, pull up the evidence and pull up the and, and like have a, the right argument at like instantly, like right away. So it was um, it's definitely uh, I think that was like the only like thing I was scared about. Like, am I going to like fold under pressure like? when uh mm -hmm. someone brings up something that i'm not expecting like how am i gonna respond and um when they say something that is gonna infuriate me how am i gonna respond and like because we uh, going into it, i knew that there was gonna be some stuff that was that i was gonna disagree with and uh, it was a matter of keeping keeping our composure going into it like thinking about like the right having the right mindset going into it that this is um it's not an argument it's a discussion and uh the goal is to help not only the people in front of me, but the people that are going to be watching the video, help them understand what Islam really means. And um, Alhamdulillah, I think we all did our best in doing that. And um, yeah, so going into it, Alhamdulillah, I mean, so beforehand in the interviews, they kind of like, 
subtly like suggested what was going to be talked about in the video so then also like knowing the channel i figured what type of questions they'd be asking so yeah. that's why uh like some of the ayat i obviously so people think like how i was able to just break them up beforehand some of them i brought up right on but a couple of them obviously i knew like what type of topics were going to be brought up so i needed to i didn't want to uh, butcher the description or anything like that or the translation um so that's why i had to like make sure that i was i knew that beforehand but alhamdulillah no no complaints and uh, it was good alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah alhamdulillah glad to uh glad to know you guys weren't prepared yes, yeah. all right sister lamia uh, for me, I was 100% nervous. <laughs> I was 100% nervous because um, I felt like my first barrier was the language barrier. So um, especially with when talking about topics like Islam, because I grew up learning them in Arabic. So I tend to kind of like automatically switch my brain to Arabic. So I was I was kind of worried of like not finding the right word in English or like not even being able to translate this certain um, ayah or hadith to English. So I kind of got nervous, a little shaky, not to mention it was super hot there. Um, I, 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 I kept on sweating like crazy, but at the end of it, it was just like the nerves. So um, I couldn't, like, like I said, express what I wanted to say properly, but um, it was overall a pretty, like I said, it was a pretty teaching experience like it kind of teaches you about the other side I went in kind of like a little prepared to for like especially like there are some certain topics that are kind of like um what was the word like they're kind of distinct to liberal Muslims as um, like yeah. a, for example like in the topic of homosexuality and acting upon that yeah. that was kind of like known for me so I kind of knew what I needed to say for a bit but then there are some things that I did not just expect so um but yeah that that was that was pretty much it I was 100% nervous but it was a learning experience <laughs> absolutely alhamdulillah it's actually it's very surprising to hear that you're you're worried about English because I never in a million a million years would guess that you have any yeah, yeah. even a shadow of a doubt in your ability to speak English because, <laughs> yeah, like, even yeah. Your is very very western to be honest so. yeah no, no it's it's yeah the accent kind of throws off people a little bit um it's just because I kind of like grew up learning about you know like western like all about like the Western movies and, and, and songs and all that we kind of hear them and not in that. So it's kind of like the, the accent kind of stuck with me, but there are some like within some context that I cannot just like the words, just I, I lose all the words. <laughs> I see. I understand. So with that being said, would you, would you say that you got more or less nervous as time went on? Did you get more comfortable with speaking with them or did you become more worried? Um, so I think I was I was more intimidated at first because before the discussion, they kind of like ask you one on one questions. Um, I think I was nervous more than on that, um, but like more than the discussion, because I feel like I had some backup from Brother Mahmoud and Jad here in the discussion. But like when they were asking me one on one questions, that's when I got a little nervous. But other than that, it was a little chiller during the discussion. Okay, alhamdulillah. That's that's good to hear that it got more chill as time went mm -hmm. on. Usually with these discussions, especially with you know discussions that are so you know emotional for people, exactly, they're exactly. a little crazier. Yeah, so that's good to hear. Alhamdulillah. Um, how about you, Mahmoud and Brother Jad? Do you guys have a similar experience or? Uh, I just want to add something actually. Yeah. Um, uh, when when I when I was doing the interview, uh, the 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 director wanted me to bring a thobe for the video, you know, for like the thumbnail, I believe. 
But the funny part is that uh, okay, I was I was like okay, if you want me to do it, I'll just do it, you know, just for the just for the like joke of it, kind of, yeah, you know. But then again, I I I ended up bringing it on the side just to I wanted to prove a point to them because I wanted to say in the end that I was like, you know, as a Muslim, no matter what quote quote unquote conservative mind like title you want to give or anything, you know, uh, you know, as a Muslim, we're supposed to wear as like the society does, you know. I don't want to. Give some weird impression, you know, uh, you know, you know that that weird kind of mindset where people wear a kufi and a thobe and a big beard, and oh my god, he's so religious and all that kind of stuff, you know. Because <laughs> I want to give the true impression of who I am, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I wear, I wear American clothing, you know, and and you know, I wear thobe sometimes, but like that's not the true impression I want to give of who we are as Muslim, you know. So yeah. I just want to throw that in there. So just just to let everyone know of how entertainment. Uh, based this kind of video is wow yeah. wow that's crazy, that's <laughs> crazy alhamdulillah i'm glad i'm glad that you you know you stood true to that um because yani at the end of the day it's i think it's actually very important for muslims to to fit in you know what i mean yeah. i don't mean that we assimilate and we just give up our value yeah, yeah. but wherever there is common ground we should find common ground with these people um <clears throat> like someone's gonna say what do you mean these people huh what do you mean these people? You gotta, gotta watch your words nowadays. Yeah, um, man. I mean, you said it best in in the video. We don't care about getting canceled. We don't care what people exactly. think. If people want to come at me for a few words, inshallah, khair, no worries. No so, um, speaking of you, brother Jad, how are you? You know, as the the video progressed, did you become more or less comfortable with the discussion? Yeah, no. I would say the same thing as. I just want to make sure we're getting this right, so I'm not butchering. It's Islamia, right? Or is it? How do you want to say it? So uh, it's 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 okay. I kind of like got used to the many many pronunciations yeah. of my name. So, <laughs> but the correct Arabic way is Lamia. Lamia. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'll say uh, same thing as her. In um, I got more comfortable throughout the shoot. Uh, I'm not sure if you noticed the first question. If you watch it, um, we're talking about hijab. Um, if you, you, you if you watch me, like I'm shaking a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> bit shaking, even though I, I I'd have a good answer and I was happy with what I said. But like what I'm delivering it, I was shaking a little bit. Um, and then I started to settle in. I was like, okay, this is how it's going to be. I'm like, it's not, there's like maybe 15, 20 people in this room. Like there's nothing to be worried about. Um, but as it went on, alhamdulillah, it was good. I would like to, I mean, everyone, I think everyone kept their composure um, on both sides. Um, except for <clears throat> when you you'll, you saw it in the video, there was like one time it got heated. But other than that, um, everyone kept, I would say for the most part, their emotions in check. Um the goal was to not make it an emotional argument, uh, like at least for for me and I think for us. Um, the goal is to make it like a logical and like and a, a based argument with some uh, some sort of some sort of evidence. Um, but so once I figured out how the, the structure was gonna go and we did the first question, I was like, okay, like this is how it's gonna be. I was like, this is this is pretty easy. So um, yeah, alhamdulillah, I definitely got. I think I got more comfortable throughout the throughout the shoot. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Very good to hear. All right. So with that being said, I want to get kind of deeper into the actual discussion itself. So I have prepared a little video with some clips from it. And I made, her, I made sure to select the two, I'd say the two instances where it seems like there was no real end to the discussion. Um, and I think honestly, you guys did an amazing job with what you were given. And the reason I say that is uh is simply because you there isn't really much room to be able to make full-on arguments or to respond to the intricacies of what they're saying or to look at someone and say well that's a little off topic you're just kind of going on an emotional rant right now yeah. um and i don't think people would take too kindly to that uh, yeah. on that kind of platform either so 
Um, I'll give you guys a chance while I find the video just to kind of give any general thoughts, um, not too specific, but just general about the whole shoot and everything. If you want to go more to the entertainment side of it, I think that would be great as well because people don't see it behind the scenes, right? So I want to hear about that, inshallah. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I wanted to say, uh, okay, just disclaimer, I haven't seen the actual video yet. <laughs> only I've only seen clips. What the? I've heard that <laughs> one of the things... And I told Jed before, but this is just I for the no, no. Um, I've heard, I've heard from my friends and everyone who's seen it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, for instance, either I said or other people that said that were, that was taken out of the video. Um, whether it was uh, productive or not, for instance, we talked about Shia versus Sunni. We talked about uh, the Iran issue. We talked about um, a, a lot of points that we said. Uh, I believe it was taken out, obviously, for the time constraint. But also, um, maybe maybe it wouldn't have fit into their agenda. I'm not sure, to be honest. You know, uh, it, it is what it is, you know. But, um, you know, alhamdulillah, I think we, inshallah, inshallah this, that the video has some sort of benefit, you know, for the people that actually want to listen, you know. Because I looked at some of the comments, you know, and it, there's obviously people who just have like a brick wall of a, of a heart, you know, where they don't want to listen to anything, as we saw in the video, you know. It got to a point where... I'm sure the, the the point where Jed was talking about where he got heated, yeah. I, I kind of sat back and I know you can see my facial expression. You know, I, I was very, my blood was boiling in that part, but you know, it, it gets to a point where, you know, whatever you say, it's not, it's going to go through one ear out through the other for the other person, you know? So it's only so much you can do in that way. And also they keep cutting you off. So that's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the downside for Muslims to go on, you know, non-Muslim platforms yeah. Um, because they can really do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and if you if you look at like Muhammad Hijab actually was talking about Piers Morgan, and one of mm -hmm. his conditions for going on Piers Morgan's show for an interview is that he can also record on his end. And that's because they cut the video up and they try and catch you off guard. And then well, as soon as they do, they'll clip it and they'll plaster it everywhere and say, you know, um, extreme Muslim, blah, 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 you know, whatever the headline mm -hmm. is. So, um, but regardless, I think you guys definitely held up very, very well, alhamdulillah. So I have the video here. I'm going to pull it up now. It might automatically play. All right. So very, very popular one. Let's just, let's just jump into it. Why is this an issue only now, but not in all of this time of Islam? It has which always been an issue. No, it's not. An issue. Sure, it hasn't. The, the climate we live in nowadays, the People liberal mindset. People have been queer since the beginning of time. Exactly, they have. That's yeah, what I'm saying. No one's denying that. And people have acted upon that. There's poetry. And there's erotic, homosexual that's a sin, that's poetry. A sin. If you look at every other religion, that's a sin in every religion. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. Actually, in, in, it's not up to me for it to interpret. That's why you look up to the people with knowledge. You look up to the people who have dedicated their lives to interpreting this in and the past 1,400 years. I have. That's not, what I'm saying. I can't, you can't ignore all the scholars, the scholars of the 1,400 years. I'm not ignoring them, but it's, you can't just say they're the only ones who are correct. I, I just not, told you two contemporary scholars who have Two compared to thousands. And there's way more who are also yeah, thinking about this. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I really appreciate it. I know you're all very passionate about this topic, but I think there's no, not going to be a middle ground, which is okay. Yeah, yeah, I think the point is just to still have a conversation, and I appreciate that you guys are still listening to each other and talking, but we have to move on to the next prompt. Yeah. All right, so uh, got pretty heated there. Um, I want to start with with Brother Jad because it felt like it was at the, at the end, it was mainly him and the other two going at it before the director jumped in. So Brother Jad, what were you thinking in that moment? So my cash right here, you guys see it too. Um, so what, I, what was I thinking in that moment? Oh my God, if you look at what's happening right before then, um, 
I'm, I answer, so every time um, anybody else was speaking, I would say that we were all, um, as in like us three, we were very respectful and we made sure that everyone got their whole entire point across. And I never, I don't think throughout the entire thing, I didn't interrupt anyone. I don't think any of us interrupted anyone. And that's out of respect because I would like, that's how I would want to be treated when I'm speaking. And when I'm answering in this specific prompt, um, Natalie brings up a point and then I address it and then she responds and I'm about to address her again. But then once I start responding, she just continuously cuts me off and I could not get my point across. And then obviously this is an emotional topic for her. So I, I just got, I just couldn't get my point across. And then by the time I wanted to, the, the discussion had shifted to someone else and I wasn't going to be like, let me get my point across. Like it wasn't, and you have to understand that it's a room of six people and a limited amount of time. So for everyone to be able to get their point across is going to be difficult. Um, but I, t I even told the director, I took her aside and I said, look, I was like, there's certain things I'm okay with you cutting me off on. But I was like, there's other things where like, they're saying some pretty crazy stuff that needs to be addressed. Um, for example, uh, sorry, this is a little, actually, no, this kind of, because I brought up a hadith in this, in this uh, um, topic, in the, in the homosexuality one. And I said, Rasulullah said, said, one of like, the worst sins of mankind is the sin of the people of Lut. Um, and then uh, Natalie was like, there's only like 70 hadith that are like um, unambiguously true and like, uh, and that are like authentic. And I was like, I was like, okay, so we have like we have a fundamental like error here that we need that needs to be addressed because if I don't address this, I can't argue with you about something more detailed. Like this is this is something else that's more important. Yeah. So we actually, me and Mahmoud, I think we talked about maybe had the science of hadith in the video for about five minutes. It's nowhere to be found. Um, but I mean, it, it's it was a little bit frustrating, especially in that moment. I had a lot a lot to say. Obviously, that's the longest segment in the video. I think a lot of people had a lot to say. Um, but like me and Mahmoud uh, said, even uh, Lamia said throughout multiple times in the video, it's not about what we have to say. It's about what Rasulullah wasallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have to say. Yeah. And like, our goal was to just put it out there, what is said in the Quran about this, what Rasulullah wasallam says about this topic. And obviously it was going to get heated. I mean, when someone is that emotionally invested into that topic, like, I get it. Um, but I think it's important to respect the other people trying to have a conversation with you. And just whenever you're in that situation, whenever you're in like a debate or something like that, one of the biggest things if, is like respecting the other person on the other side of the, the table. So yeah. that's what I think about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. JazakAllah khair. Um, I, I, when I, I don't know if you guys know, I did a reaction on my personal channel about this. And when I got to that part, I was just like flabbergasted that she would make such an argument because like, what are you, what are you really saying? Yeah, we have certain hadith that are mutawatir, meaning that the transmission of those hadith were just as certain as in the transmission of those hadith as we are in the transmission of the Quran, right? Then there are some that they're not like to the level of the Quran, but they're still authentic. They're still like, if you disagree with them, it's like what you're saying is baseless. We still have the sahih. Um, so it was just such a straw man. It was a bit sad to see that, but, um, you could tell she's she's been prepped before, I think, by liberal scholars or whatever you want to call them with these arguments. She's done research on this. Um, I think maybe this is the first time she engaged with someone who maybe knew what they were talking about. 
um, because I don't think she would have made such an argument about Allahu Alam. So, Brother Mahmoud, the clip started with you saying, why is this a problem only in our day, like only today in, in our climate? Do you want to discuss a little more about that and go a little more in depth? Because I yeah. think she kind of just started yeah, going sure. off. Yeah, okay, first of all, um, me and Jed, we made like kind of a reaction type video with uh, with another sheikh. Uh, it's on YouTube right now where he got, she knows these quote-unquote scholars she's talking about and refutes them, by the way. What's what's the name of the channel? Uh, it's on my friend's channel called Umar Khairi. Uh, it, it, when you type in Jubilee, uh, the name of the video it's, it has the same title, so it's very easy to find. Okay, okay. It has a couple That's thousand good. views, but it's fine, whatever. Yeah. But um, yes, um, the whole the, like Jed was saying right now, you know, there is there is too many fundamental issues here. You know, for instance, ijma', you know, the 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 opinions of the scholars, the agreements of the scholars here, a hadith. Like the Jai was saying, the 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 accepting of only seventy hadith or whatever. I think that's a Shia thing that she probably brought up. Mm. Um, third of all, uh, accepting Quran. These are three fundamental keys of evidence in Islam. And if you're take if you're trying to talk out of your behind in this way, sorry for my uh, language like that, but if you're trying to talk with ignorance about that, that's a big, big, big issue. And exactly why me and Jad came to the producer or the director and said, you know, this is very unproductive for the conversation. I believe. You know, uh, especially when we talked about hadith, you know, but, um, but yes, going back to the scholar thing, you know, you know, subhanAllah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's in the video or not, but I was talking, I remember talking about this. That's why I'll bring it up. You know, as Muslimin, we take, we take our source from Prophet Muhammad, then Sahaba, you know, and this is from a hadith, right? Right. The best generation Sahaba, then Tabi'een, and then Tabi'a Tabi'een, and so on, right? Those are the best generations in chronological, chronological order. Right, and we get the most scholars from each other uh, from from that time, right? From the from the Sahaba, and then their students, the Tabi'in, the generation after, then Tabi'a Tabi'in, right? Yeah. So, the fact that these kind of like you said, straw man arguments are coming out nowadays, you know, and then that kind of that, that thing said about uh, exotic uh, erotic poetry or whatever, I don't understand what that even means, you know. But the fact that that's even brought up is just you know, for people of reason, not Muslims and non Muslims, if you're watching the video, you'll understand what we're saying, you'll understand that. This is just like complete nonsense, complete illog uh, illegitimacy, you know. But um, in Islam, you know, our scholars from the past, you know, they've done the complete research. They dedicated their lives to this, you know. And there's another part of the video where they go, where, where that person says something about bias of the scholars or something, you know. What are they biased about? They're biased about, they, it, it just, I can't, I can't put it in my head to understand. This stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I actually, they, they did leave it in. And that was another point that I mentioned that, um, if you if you take what you know how Jad mentioned the thousands of scholars from the past and then the like like I cannot stress the vast minority of scholars today who is really biased is it exactly. the people that read the Quran and Sunnah the same Quran the same Hadith you know the same works of the scholars it's very similar usul and principles for the last thousand years or is it the people that just happen to have the opinion that their country agrees with. Who's more biased? Exactly. Um, exactly. Is, it was really, you know, crazy for me to hear um, her make that kind of claim, you know, given and, the reality. Yeah, mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, this comes out of ignorance, you know. Billah, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the straight path and keep guide us all, you know. It's not, you know, Allah is going to even die Muslimi, you know. That's why we. this also, it gets to a point where, like, where we don't, we have to try not to have arrogance and we have to try to have just calm, calmness, you know, and uh, give our, our, our facts, you know. Yeah, but that's the problem with this kind of this channel, you know, where it looks like there's some actual quote unquote um, uh, valid side to this argument. And when it, it's completely not, you know, it's, it's just 
just uh, garbage, but yeah. Absolutely. All right, Sister Lemi, I want to bring it, you know, to you now. Where where were you, you know, when these conversations were happening, you heard, you know, the sister saying what she was saying. What were you thinking? And did you interject? And um, and if you could go back today, what would you add on to the conversation? So I would definitely add. So after um, Jad recited that one eye of the Quran, um, I have, don't have it memorized, but uh, um, Natalie said that there's a interpretation of that one ayah that kind of like suits the liberal perspective. Um, and you, if you can see in the video, I am sitting there confused. I did not understand what she was saying. I was trying to understand what she was saying, but I just couldn't, I, I couldn't understand. Like I, I, I couldn't get what that reinterpretation is because it is it's a clear ayah. I, I don't think there's two, three opinions on this. Um, so uh, I was going to ask her. Okay, let's just say, let's just assume, Allah, that there's this reinterpretation of yours it, of, for that one ayah. What about the many other ayahs that kind of um, ban homo or acting upon homosexuality? Just for context, when I say homosexuality here, I mean acting upon homosexuality, but Instead of just saying the whole thing, I'm just going to say homosexuality. But like, um, it, what 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 about the other, the many other ayat that kind of ban homosexuality? What about the ahadith? What about the many many scholarship interpretations of these Quran and the hadith? And if that is not enough, let's take it to to a bigger scope. Um, we know that we as Muslims believe that Christianity and Judaism um, are also monolithic religions. Min uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? That's the that's what we believe as Muslims. So. Um, homosexuality is a sin also in Christianity and Judaism. So I was, I was just, I was just trying to like see what her explanations would be in those cases because, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. And even, this is the thing, even with that kind of interpretation, it doesn't make sense with what she was saying because she was saying Allah, Allah is not saying, are you basically sleeping with men instead of women? Allah is saying, are you leaving the, the women you're with for men? And I'm like, that doesn't really change anything because Allah is saying, are you leaving the women you're permissible to be with for men? doesn't really change anything. And even, you know, take it a step further. And I'm going to use the, you know, the R, I'm not going to say the R word because I don't want to get flagged here. But I think we know what we're talking about yeah. with that whole interpretation. Let's just replace the word approach with the R word. Do you... RP men instead of women. Does that make any more sense to you? Mm -hmm. Are you RPing men instead of women? How would that fit into what Islam actually promotes? So, astaghfirullah you know, obviously Islam is very far from, you know, that kind of injustice and in, in those disgusting uh those disgusting right. things. Right. And um and I also kind of added this one point. I I don't think I I, I don't even know if it's included in the in the video, but I asked, um, we know that procre procreating is sunnat al-haya. We've seen uh, Rasulullah he said it in many instances that, you know, sunnat al-haya is for us to kind of procreate as humans. So um, if someone acts upon homosexuality and, and, and kind of like obtains kids in a very natural way, how does that kind of like um, contribute to our kind of like whole purpose I, I like i don't want to say whole purpose because that kind of seems like you know but like how does that kind of help in 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 kind of 
making more of us humans who kind of like, you know, become, um, so what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> we, we're kind of like, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have not created um, uh, the humans and, and the jinn only for the purpose of serving me. How are we supposed to keep that going or growing if we are not procreating? So Yeah, 100%. 100%. Very beautifully said. And um, again, you I mean, a, a good point to bring it back to is, is for everyone you know watching, just understand that whatever these people are saying, is coming from a secular, liberal, Western, un-Islamic point of view. You know, you have to ask yourself the, the tough questions and the objective question. Were people saying these things before the West intervened? Were people saying these things before our lands were colonized? Were people saying these things before, our, you know, people started pushing this secular, liberal agenda? Uh, look at the evidence. The answer is no. People were not saying these things. Uh, there was a huge emphasis on growing the ummah, and there was a huge emphasis on teaching Islam and um, and uh, ba basically holding on to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and the Messenger, Alayhi say specifically. Um, so, I think we've we've outdone that that topic quite a bit. If you guys have any final words to add on that, inshallah, please jump in. If not, then we'll move on to uh, hopefully a less uh, distraught discussion. I, I have one more thing I want to say. It's not just directly towards this topic but just in general yeah when you first of all you become a muslim or for those of us who are born muslim alhamdulillah um what you understand is as a muslim the second you become a muslim or once you are a muslim you are a slave to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the biggest fight that you're gonna fight your whole life is against your nafs is against yourself and if you can't fight your desires to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're failing yourself because the whole idea of being a Muslim is fighting your desire to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you try to switch that around and make your desire pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not going to work. You can't adjust the deen to your desires. The second you start doing that, it's an endless loop. You're going to keep trying to justify your desires and keep trying to find ways to prove that you're right. When... There is concrete evidence for everything like Mahmoud was saying earlier. Islam is not just praying five times a day and fasting in Ramadan. Islam is a way of life, right? Islam tells you everything from, from walking into the bathroom to how to handle divorce to literally anything. Um, anything you have a question about in your life can be answered by the Quran and Sunnah. So the second you start trying to adjust the deen to fit your desires, there's a there's, there's a there's a weakness there and there's something that needs to be addressed and none of us none of us are perfect no human in this world is perfect um and it's okay to have moments of weaknesses the the problem is when you try to justify that moment of weakness instead of saying that what i'm doing is wrong like no I'm, what i'm doing isn't wrong what you guys are saying is wrong like mm -hmm. or and what islam says needs to be changed like that's when you start to cross a get into like a gray area not even a gray area even a little bit more than that um yeah so just fighting the battle of the nafs and the second you're able to admit that you're wrong not only in islam but just in life if you're able once a second you're able to admit that you're wrong in something you're going to grow as a person and 
I think it's extremely important to learn from your mistakes and learn that I admit that what you're doing is a sin. Like, yes, I am sinning. It's something that I'm having trouble with, um, but I'm not going to try justifying it. So I think it's just, that's my point is don't try to make the Dean fit your desires. Try to have your, uh, just keep fighting your own battle with the nefs and uh, try to fit your desires. It's like try to get, I don't know. I, I'm gonna mess it up. I don't want to say anything wrong, but you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. We have to control our nafs and not let exactly, our nafs exactly. do us. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Have you seen the one who takes their own desires, their nafs, as their own god?" Exactly. Um, so we want to avoid that, inshallah. Um, brother or sister, you guys have anything else to add before we jump into the uh, the next part of the vid? I have something, but I'll bring it up because it, it goes into every topic and it goes into exactly what Jad just said from the Quran. So I'll bring it up later. Okay, time. Inshallah, no worries. Let me let's continue with this. Any reinterpretation of the Quran, I believe, is uh, incorrect because then what would differ the Quran from the Bible? And so, so should slavery still be a thing? I want to pause it there. Actually, I'm going to rewind that a little bit so we can just hear the question again. So, should slavery still be a thing? Wow. <laughs> So I, that's that's enough to get us uh, talking for a little bit, inshallah. <laughs> what were your immediate no. thoughts when you guys heard that? Well, no. so, uh, it was because I was the one that I, I brought up the first point, right? <laughs> so if you look at, I want you to play one more time. Look at look at what I said. So what would differ the Quran from the Bible, right? So look yeah. at her reaction the second I say that, and then. <laughs> And then, like the correlation. Any reinterpretation of the Quran, I believe, is uh, incorrect because then what would differ the Quran from the Bible? And so, so should slavery still be a thing? <laughs> she blanks. Right. She doesn't know what to say to that. Yeah. So then she brings up slavery. I was like, I was like, what? The? I was like, did I miss something? I was, yeah. And then Mahmoud. Well, because I know, like, now that I watch it back, I was like, I have no idea what I was about to say. I start saying something. And I have no idea what I'm about to say. And then Mahmoud starts talking. I was like, yeah, yeah, Mahmoud, you got this one. <laughs> you know, let me say something. Uh, this topic, I literally, okay, so I just opened a TikTok account and I literally just made two videos about this, you know. Um, so slavery in Islam, you know, I'm not sure how much of it is in the video, what I was saying. But as we know, you know, slavery, that word slavery alone has the negative context of the American slavery, right? Slavery in the time of the Prophet Muhammad and in the time of Jahili and the time of ignorance of the Arabs before Islam was not the slavery of now of, of, of the modern context of African Americans being being based off of race, whipping, treating them like animals. It's not the same, right? We know this, you know, but people who don't look into history want to talk out out of ignorance, right? So like Jad just brought up, you know, as we saw that I don't want to say names or anything, but she had no argument, so she wants to bring up to this, you know, and her argument doesn't even make sense, right? As we know in Islam and in everywhere in the Quran, whenever it mentions slavery, it only mentions freeing of slaves, right? I can bring up three ayat right now. I don't think it's productive for the conversation, but uh, I'll uh, maybe you can leave it in the description or something, right? Allah SWT always for, for different punishments based off of, for instance, one person not leaving a, a saying of a correct oath. Uh, for killing someone unjustly or uh, by by accident, the 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 thing to do is to free a slave or other things, right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is 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 Ar-Rahman. He's the always uh, most gracious, most merciful, right? 
the the fact that that was brought into this thing it, it just it just shows the level of condom uh, com, uh competency i'm sorry to say that but you know if, if someone this is a public platform so I, I i don't have any problem with talking about that you know because it's just completely uh incorrect you know in this yeah. land you know for instance the problem had zaid bin harith uh, is given as a quote-unquote slave from khadija right but he treated him as a son he treated him as a his uh his, his own son and ended up you know this long story short he, he was he stayed with him and Everything in Islam from the time of the Sirah uh, is about freeing slaves and keeping them as part of the Ummah. Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, uh, freeing Bilal. And also the slaves had the, uh, the the opportunity to free themselves, you know. And it's not, like I said, where they're in shackles being whipped all day. It's not that. It was yeah. not that, you know. But, but I know, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, she actually, I think that this is something that she had prepared beforehand or somebody helped to prepare beforehand because... Um, and it's a completely emotional argument because whenever someone makes a, a moral argument, it's basically useless. And there's no point continuing that conversation because morality. And I think I think Mahmoud, you mentioned this. Uh, you asked what dictates like objective morality, what dictates what is objectively right and wrong. That's a great question because it is not the majority of people. It is not the elite. It's not the people on top. It's not the, you know, Western white man that dictates what is moral and immoral. It uh, can only be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that tells us objectively what is right. And she mentioned when it was only her and uh, that brother Zayn, um, the thing about slavery. And it's it's such a tremendous disservice to, I think, even call it that. Because as you mentioned, it has a bad connotation of the cross-Atlantic slave trade. Um, where you could say that kind of um, disgusting slavery existed before Islam came but did not exist after Islam came. And I think that is such a beautiful point to make. And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically says in the Quran, I think this is one of the ayah, ayahs that you mentioned, um, shall I inform you of the good way? The good way is freeing slaves. So all over, you know, we are encouraged to free slaves. And if you investigate, and if she actually did the due diligence of investigating, she would see the beauty behind um, this kind of presentation in Islam. Because... The only time someone can end up, and I'm going to use the word servant now because slave just does not fit. Yeah. Anytime someone ends up as a servant, it's only because they end up being a prisoner of war, which means they as an individual or their people went to war against the Muslims and they lost. Now they have three options. When you're in that situation, you have three options. And I would love for someone to bring a fourth option. Either you kill everyone or you let everyone go free and then risk them retaliating again, or you take them as prisoners. What is the third option? The reason this is such a great option is because you take them as prisoners and then with freeing them over time, allowing them to ransom themselves, you allow them to integrate into Islamic society and see how generous and good the Muslims are, how beautiful Islam is, and so on and so forth. And this was something that worked. The Prophet did it. The Muslims did it at the time. And uh, there was no contention with it. And with that, we were you know, forced by Allah to feed them with the same food that we eat clothe them with the same clothes that we wear. And if anyone, if a Muslim were to even hit or harm their servant in any way, then I, I believe they would be freed. Or at the very least, that person does not get, uh, does not, uh, you know, yes. is not going to be um, in charge of them uh, as, you know, their, their um, captor or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So now let's have her ask that same question again. You know, now it makes no sense because even what she's referring to didn't exist in the time of the Prophet, So sorry, I know I went on a bit of a rant there. Um, just something, you know, I guess I think we're all very upset when she made such a straw man argument, but sister Lemia, what were your thoughts when she brought that up? 
So honestly, I I'm not gonna lie, I'm not I was not as shocked when she brought that up because um I I used to watch a lot of atheist versus Muslim um uh what was that agnostic versus Muslim debates and usually that's the, the this topic specifically is always the one that's brought up. So is Islam justifying slavery and all that. So um I was just maybe I was maybe surprised that a, a Muslim would actually brought that up against, you know, uh, like in this situation. It was out of context as well, I feel. But um, I, I feel like Mahmoud here, he kind of um, he gave her a, a really good answer is that slavery was not the, the, the like the slavery we know today or existed today. I personally am not very knowledgeable in the topic. That's why I did not engage in it. But I learned a lot from you right now, um, from Mahmoud. So, but in the topic of the re reinterpretation of the Quran for the 21st century, um, I disagreed in that specifically because, and I think uh, Jad here said uh, something about um, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing, so he knows the past the present and the future. So when uh, the Quran was revealed, it was made for all times. And um, who is better than interpreting the Quran than those scholars who kind of dedicated their entire lives to kind of um, reinterpreting uh, or interpreting the Quran. So it doesn't make sense for each one of us to kind of interpret it nowadays based on our own biases. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. And with the, even with the word reinterpret, whenever you, you know, like look at the word redo, you're doing something over there's always a reason for redoing something, you know, to do it better or to do it more correctly or to make it more efficient. So it implies you're going back to correct something or change something. So what are you reinterpreting it based on? What is causing yeah. this reinterpretation? And what lets you know that this reinterpretation is actually valid now? The only clear answer is that, well, these non-Muslims live this certain way. But is that enough of a justification? Islamically, what does Allah say in Surah Al-Kafirun? He says that you have your deen and, and, and we have ours. That's it. Mm -hmm. Listen, you can think what you want. You can believe what you want. Islam is not here to command you to believe X, Y, Z. It's here to tell you what the truth is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever basically you know, intends goodness for, them, for themselves, they can come and they can accept it. But they won't accept if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills them to. So at the end of the day, you know, no one can guide anyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and I think I'm going to put up the clip just to finish with the video and then we'll go to um, Brother Jad and Mahmoud inshallah for their thoughts. No, but... <laughs> go ahead. Okay, the slavery is a whole other topic. You know, slavery in the time of the Prophet was not the same as the trans... Uh, whatever the, the Just the act of owning another Africa. human being. That's a whole other thing. They, they were basically just a servant. They could buy their own freedom. They, could, they had rights. They weren't treated like an animal. Like how, as we see in, in our history in America, how it was, you know? This is not what it was. Going back to the actual prompt, the, the, the Qur'an is, is, is a rahmah in the, in the people. It's a, it's a mercy for the humans Allah gave us to, right? The Qur'an is the words of Allah, right, of God. In the simplest form, I just believe that the Qur'an is like a sacred text, and sacred text as a whole just should not be touched. When I think about reinterpretations, I almost think about like amendments in a way. If we believe that the Prophet, peace be unto him, is the last and final messenger, then whatever he was, was revealed to him, it, it is that. You can't reinterpret everything because the second you open up one thing for reinterpretation, you're opening up the whole religion for reinterpretation. It's not opening up the whole religion. The religion itself the is, is the devotion religion. to Allah alone. That is what Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, that Islam yeah. equals devotion to a religion. To Islam equals devotion to Allah alone. Of course. Okay, well, <laughs> if, if you are devoting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
then um, when did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala change his mind? <laughs> did he give anyone a new revelation or bring the Prophet back to instruct us that, no, this was abrogated and now you can do X, Y, Z? Um, it's kind of silly, but um, that conversation ended abruptly there. She just said, oh, Islam equals devotion to Allah. And it's like, oh, happy endings. Like, well, <laughs> you didn't finish the conversation. So I want you guys, inshallah, to be able to add what you would have added or maybe say what was not included that you mentioned originally. <clears throat> um, yeah, Mahmoud just said that was one of my bigger points. I was like, if you believe that the Quran was being reinterpreted, what are you really questioning? Because the Quran is Allah's word. And we believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I asked them before, you guys, it's in the video. I said, Does everyone here believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the seen and the unseen? Everyone said yes. I was like, okay. So then we all believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before the Quran was revealed, knew what society was going to be like today, knows what it was going to be like in a thousand years, and knows what it was like a thousand years ago. So when the Quran was revealed, it was not just revealed for the, that time period, it was revealed for all of us. And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So, Today the Quran has been uh, the deen has been perfected. So, like that's it. The deen has been perfected. There's no more. There's no more going back and readjusting anything. At that point, you're, you're questioning Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and His Messenger, and then you're getting into a, a scary area. So that's why I mean, just even the fact that I'm sure I, I think I remember uh, I watched your video a little bit. I don't know if I got to this part, but just like the reaction that we had, or did you even play, I think it's in the video you see like me and Mahmoud's reaction when. When like we actually see people like walk up, I was like, "There's no way." I was like, "I was like the other ones." I was like, "I knew they were gonna walk up." I was like, "This one, I'm like, I'm really praying like we haven't gotten there." And then, <laughs> and then they walked up. I was like, "All right, this is gonna be interesting." Um, but yeah, I mean, we all are on the same page, and it's just frustrating. At the end of the day, it's, it's frustrating because you want, of course, we want everyone to be guided, and we make the right that the the people in this video and everyone watching is guided, inshallah. Um, but it was just frustrating that we couldn't communicate with our, what we were saying wasn't being communicated properly, I guess, or it wasn't really, I feel like the other side maybe wasn't there to, to listen. They were just there to say their point to make sure that it was heard rather than listening to what, what had to be said. Yeah, absolutely. Mahmoud, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, I was just going to bring up the ayah from Surah Al-Ali Imran. Allah subhanahu wa talking about the different kind of verses in the Quran. And I brought those up in the video, but I don't think it was in there. You know, Allah telling us how there's different ayat in the Quran. One being mutashabihat muhkimat wa mutashabihat, right? Ones with definite meaning, meaning this is literally what you have to do. And ones with more ambiguous meaning, you know? And that's not, and then Allah subhanahu wa tells us that the people with like a perversity or like disease in their heart. These are the people that want to take the the mutashabihat ayat, uh, meaning uh, the more ambiguous ones, and change it based on their desires and cause fitness for the people, right? Yeah. So as we see, this is exactly what happened in the video. And but the funny part is that she did not, the person did not take the mutashabihat. Uh, she took muhkamat ayat, you know, literally about literally about uh, other ones about a lot of other things, you know. You know, so it, it just goes to show, you know, the, the like you said, straw man argument. And, you know, it's it, it just, it's just, it, it's very, it's very sickening to see someone who, not, not, not in that way, just anyone in general who just doesn't have a holistic view of Islam to come on and just uh, give their views and talk about it in that way. I'm not saying I'm perfect or any of us are perfect, you know, but at least, alhamdulillah, we have some basic knowledge 
of a basic uh, understanding of Islam, which is exactly what we tried to do. It's not in the video, but you know, we just want to over bring it back to Tawheed, you know, believing in Allah, submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, talked about uh, Arkan Iman even in the video, you know, it wasn't in there, but it's just always about bringing it back to this, you know, because in the end of the day, all these topics in the video are not, they go, Islam goes into them, you know, but this is not the full thing of Islam. Like, oh, we go to the masjid and all we learn about is homosexuality or marrying four wives and you know this is like this is just like small things you know like like not obviously there are grand things but small things in, in the old in the actual message of tawhid and what all the prophets came to and then the prophet from muhammad given the last message of it you know so yeah. it, it's just frustrating to see how it islam gets dumbed down to this yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely and when, when i'm glad he mentioned that this is not something that we you know these are not the only things we talk about in islam um i just want to add that these things are not um like we don't classify people based on their sexuality in islam that's something only the west does the west are you know they're the ones that will come and say okay you're you're gay you're straight you're trans you're this islam doesn't really have classifications for these people because it's not a big deal islam doesn't give such focus on these things it's only the west and it's because they have such strong opinions basically against what we believe I think a really good example of Mahmoud of what you were trying to say that the sister did was when she mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that he put basically he put something between mates so that we can find tranquility in them. And she used the word mates. Um and she didn't mention, for example, the ayah in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he put between a man and a woman passionate love and mercy. You know, and, and that just goes to show how willing people are to twist the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it the four of us don't have a lot of knowledge. This, as you mentioned, is very basic stuff. So you don't need an alim or a scholar. Actually, I don't think the alims or the scholars should waste their time talking <laughs> you know, with, with these about you know these people about these things. They only require you know people like myself who don't have a lot of knowledge because they're very easily refuted. So may Allah bless all of you guys immensely for putting in that work for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, no matter how stressful it might have been, I think you guys did all, honestly, all did a tremendous job. And uh, as we close off the stream here very soon, I want to get the final thoughts from you guys and maybe a few questions from the people watching. We'll start with Sister uh, Limia, if you have any final thoughts. Um, I mean, I don't have any, like, general final thoughts, I guess. Um, like I said, there are some things... Um, for example, like I would, I would love to like kind of like add on. I, I wish I, I said in the video. Like for example, the first very first question was about the hijab. Um, I think that is a topic that for me kind of um, hits close to home because um, I I'm not a hijabi myself, um, but I think I said this even like Allah Dini. I hope one day that I I do gain the 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 strength and the ability to kind of overcome that and, 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 and wear the hijab inshallah. But um, the, the, the prompt that said that um, a good Muslim woman wears the hijab, I, I think I kind of, I was conflicted about whether I kind of agreed or disagreed with that prompt because um, I, I, I took it from both a technical and like a general side. Um, I technically, um, the hijab does not really determine whether a Muslim is, is good or not. Um, it's just because you find like a lot of Muslim women who just wear the hijab to please their families and the communities and 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 like they're they're just they're small circle and they and they in many cases they eventually end up just 
hating the hijab and that eventually leads to places like, you know, kind of mis like misunderstanding the Islam as, as something, as a religion that is like based on do's and don'ts. You know, you should wear the hijab, you should pray five times a day and, and all that. And um, it's just, for me, I just think that um, there are some, there are a lot of Muslim women who do not wear the hijab or her it's true to their faiths, you know, they kind of stick to their faiths and 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 are Yani, this is gonna sound bad, but they are actually better than some of Muslim women who do wear the hijab. So um I, I just don't wanna ramble on in this topic a lot, but because this just cl hits close to home to me and I I did go over some of the comments in the YouTube um the the Jubilee video saying that oh I'm a hypocrite because of, I am not wearing the hijab and all that. I'm saying I'm conservative. So I just wanted to address that real quick, that um, wearing the hijab does not make you a good Muslim woman. It's just that some people kind of do wear it for other reasons than the true purpose of it, it which is protection for the, for the woman. So, um, but like I said, inshallah, inshallah, one day it's a work in progress. But I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, Jazakallah khair. That was actually really well said. Um, it's funny because when I did my reaction, uh, my initial reaction was the exact opposite of what the people in the comments were saying. I actually had praised you for saying that because a lot of people are, you know, they would just give in to, well, I don't do it. I don't want to feel like a hypocrite or sound like a hypocrite. So I'm just going to say, actually, I don't need to wear hijab. But you, on the other hand, you understood that Islam and Allah SWT has made it an obligation and that that's something that you're working on. Um, and to those people who commented that, I would say, you know, Omar radiallahu anhu narrated, uh, I don't know if it's a hadith from Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi if he himself said it, but he said that actions are judged by their intentions. Meaning that, yes, whether it's wearing hijab or praying salah or giving in charity, if you do it for the sake of your community or the sake of people seeing you, you know, do these things without doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you, you know, you won't get the good deed. In some cases, you might actually be sinful. You know, we know the Hadith of Prophet Sallam where he says the first people to enter the hellfire, one is a scholar, another is a charitable person, another person is a martyr. Because these are good actions that they did for the wrong reason. So just like any other action, hijab can be put on for a good reason and for maybe even a bad reason. And on top of that, there is no such thing as one action that uh, basically deems you a good person. Because what if you wear hijab, you give in charity, you pray your salah, but then you, you're you abusive to your parents? You know, is that person still a good person? I think many people would jump and say, I don't care if they're wearing hijab and praying. They're clearly not a good person. But uh, Mahmoud and Brother Jad, what do you guys have to say? No, I'm glad <clears throat> I'm glad Sister Lamia was able to get that out. Um, I think it was important. And yeah, people were being disrespectful in the comments. Um, I'm glad that you were able to say, and I, I'm also in complete agreement with what you said and what Brother Rami just said. Um, but alhamdulillah, um, I, I think people are getting a, um, a misconception that, uh, that some of us here, are just because I, I brought up a few ayats in the video or whatever, they think I'm a scholar or something like that. I want to make it clear. I am not, uh, I'm not a sheikh or anything like that. I'm just a regular Muslim, uh, alhamdulillah doing his best, um, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, I, I want to say like I said before thank you to everyone who was like being extremely kind and telling me I, we did really well in the video and stuff but there's people sending me uh, uh, these fiqh questions this halal haram. Uh, I have no place to answer that guys um, <laughs> I just want to make that clear and uh, take that as a compliment 
<laughs> you know, I, I appreciate you guys thinking that I'm able to answer that, but I'm not, I'm not in the position to be giving you guys a fatwa. Um, and alhamdulillah, it's easy for for like us, like for it to get to your head, like, oh yeah, I, I was on this video, like 900,000 views. I'm like, yeah, like now I'm a sheikh or whatever. Like you guys ask me whatever you want. It's like, I think it's really easy uh, for it to get to your head and like for you to tell yourself that, yeah, like, okay, like you are better than these people. Um, but I think it's always about being humble. I ask, um, now especially, I'm out making dua, because it's scary. Like, if any of this I'm not doing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then rather than this all being a reward for me, it could it could just go the opposite way. And um, alhamdulillah, I think the group of people that we have here, um, I, I don't doubt that any of us are doing this for the sake of Allah. And I don't think any of us are doing this for our own personal benefit. Um, I am really happy, I will say, I'm happy that this is giving me a platform to to spread the deen and um and at least connect with the muslim youth i think we're in a we're in a difficult place right now with where we are in society uh, there's a lot a lot of problems that we're facing like there's so much you can't even blame them. I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a youth as well but i, I feel so bad for the kids though just the environment that they're growing up in um so many questions that they're gonna they have to ask what they're being taught at school and and the friends that they have, how they're gonna, how are they supposed to be making friends with these people? The people who go to public school, like how, like there's just so many, so many questions. Like, am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to do this? Like, should I be hesitant to do this? It's like, I can't imagine what it's like right now. Alhamdulillah, when I graduated class of 2020 in high school, I was like, man, when I graduated in terms of like the people in my class, from what I knew that were like, maybe like homosexual, maybe like, like you count on your hand. Now, from what I'm hearing, I have little cousins. I I I kid you not, little cousins that are like 11 and 12 telling me stories about they have people walking around their walking around school with their with their boyfriend on a That's on true. a what's it called a leash and a leash and um, like kids 11 years old talking about committing suicide and like it's just unbelievable. I I really don't know. Like that's why I'm trying to. I want to do my best to like be a good influence and reach out to these people because they need help. I mean, it's it's if you don't have someone to look up to or or the right group of people around you, uh, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to stay steadfast. So, inshallah, we can help those people out, and uh, I think that's that's the goal, inshallah. But alhamdulillah, I appreciate you having us on. I'm sure we're all extremely appreciative, and uh, just want to say jazakallah khairan. I appreciate you all coming on. Um, before we end the stream, Brother Mahmoud, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, of course. You know, you know, we can sit here and talk about the video, break it down all we want, you know, but in the end of the day, we have to take it back to what Islam is, the Tawheed, right? The believing oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala submitting to him. You know, this is the same message, Adam Islam, Nuh, uh, Isa, Ibrahim, all the prophets, Prophet Muhammad, all of them professed. And when we start going into halal and haram and fiqh and all this kind of stuff, like how people like to dumb down Islam, you know, it just makes it, it's not the message of Islam. You know, Prophet Muhammad in the first 13 years of Mecca, it was not about halal and haram for the most part, you know, it's about building the building the aqidah, building the tawheed as well, you know, of the, of the Muslimin. But then when, you went, when they went to Medina, then it got into the hijab, got into uh, salah, all these different kind of things that we, now we know as the full Islam, you know, subhanAllah, and then Jad brought up the, about the this deen being completed 
you know, I just want to, you know, it, it's a sad climate like we're in, like exactly like Jeb was just saying, you know, where, where, uh, yes, of course we have we have the the non-Muslimin uh, abiding by these very disgusting ways of life in, in our schools being taught it, but then we have the non-Muslimin. I mean, we have the Muslimin uh, uh, abiding by it, unfortunately, as well, as we saw in the video, as we see little kids, because they're confused about it, you know? Yeah. And this goes back to uh, parenting. This goes back to parenting. And also another thing is when, when unfortunately, because uh, I'm a youth leader and I message as well, you know, where we see a lot of kids that just come from, they go to pub public school and their parents just bring them to the message thinking, oh, okay, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to teach them anything. Just bring them to the message and then they'll turn out good. You know, this is not the way, you know? It all starts from the home, you know, and I'm not saying I was raised the best or anything, you know, Alhamdulillah, I was raised very blessed, most and better than most people on this earth, you know, Alhamdulillah. But the whole thing here is that we have to take take initiative with our own kids, tell them the, the deen in the correct way, because the, the, the moment we don't, they're just going to fall into the, what's outside, you know, and it, it, this is seeping into the Muslim world as well. It's not just in America. It's not just in Canada, not, not just in the West. It's in the whole Muslim world right now. As we know, this is uh, obviously we're getting close to Yom Al Qiyamah in this way, you know. So we have to just st stand fast to this and be. This my message for everyone here, and not not for here, but like the viewers, you know. Be proud of your deen. Understand your deen. Always try to uh, understand that this deen is for the greater purpose. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala gave this. He created the planets. He created all of us in such intricate ways. What makes us think that we know how to uh, live our lives by, randomly by ourselves? You know, He created us. He knows how to how we act. You know. Abide by our deen, you know. If it's anything, telling it's people what deen is in school, anything like this, you know. Yeah, I'm talking rambling now, but you get my point here, you know. Be proud of this Islam, you know. This Islam is something that, you know, was not blessed with everyone, you know. You know, alhamdulillah, we were blessed as Muslimin growing up and born in it, you know. But that doesn't mean we're going to die as Muslimin, alhamdulillah. You know, yeah. and some some Muslimin or some people we, we may look at as non-Muslimin, they might die as Muslimin, die as the best Muslimin. You know, we don't know. You know, at the end of the day, we ask Allah to have the best end, to to have a steadfast steadfast on this on this uh, sirat al mustaqim and go on from there. You know, Allahumma amin, Allahumma amin. Very beautifully said, Jazakallah khair for everyone coming on. Um, it is very important that um, we just focus on what is the truth, what does Allah Subhanahu wa Taala want from us, and um, just forget honestly, forget about anything else. Like if, or better yet. Just compare, you know, compare the the cost of both ends. Compare the cost of being a practicing Muslim and, and compare that with the, the cost of abandoning your religion. And which one are you going to regret most long term? Um, so let's be strong for the sake of Allah. Continue to preach Islam. We don't have to please anybody on the face of the earth. We, do not, we don't need people to be happy with us. And the Muslims are, what, two billion strong? Alhamdulillah. Who cares if, if a few people don't like us? Um, so last question. It's... Uh, bit of a funny one in my opinion have you guys watched the reaction that the twitch streamer i think he's on twitch hassan piper <laughs> hassan abi did yeah. to the video i did watch it. i watched <laughs> I, I, don't, I think i watched it like two times speed there was no way i was watching the whole thing on regular time <laughs> he, like, he mentioned you specifically he's like oh bro stop showing off i know i was like that. bro i was like my fault like uh, <laughs> i was like it was so funny to me um <laughs> But it was cool. I mean, I, I was, it was like cool that it was like he reacted to it. But to be honest, I don't know if he. I, I don't know if he's a Muslim. I don't know if he's. Not, I literally. I, I don't watch the guy ever. I've never watched him. Um, I know of him. I've never watched any of his uh, content or anything. Uh, 
But bro had it, man. He wasn't really saying anything productive at all. It was just to me, it was cool that it was being put on a big platform. But other than that, I have like I was like, it is what it is, bro. Like he's he was like clowning me for for knowing my dean. I guess I was like, I was like, I, I don't know. Like you can clown me for that. I'm okay with it. But um, yeah, have the luck. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, based on based on some of the things I've heard him say, I don't think even if he claims he's Muslim, I don't actually think he's practicing. Uh, and I don't genuinely, as far as I know, I don't think he's actually a Muslim because um, he seems to. Uh, I don't know his his ideological position um, when it comes to like you know socialism and all that stuff. Yeah, I I am pretty sure that takes him out of the fold of Islam because we know that Islam is a deen. It's a whole ideology in and of itself, and political and otherwise. So. Um, I, I think he has to learn to do if he is a Muslim, um, but I just ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to guide him. You know, if he is sincere, um, to the to the deed to the truth. Can I, can I say can I say one last thing? Just of very course. Quick. I just wanted to say, uh, kind of like how uh, Lemi uh, and, and Jad were saying, and how you uh, Rami brought up as well. You know, a lot of Mus uh, Muslims as well watching this video. You know, those kind of keyboard warriors. You know, you know, you know. Obviously, we're not perfect, and. It's just as a message for them, you know, people that want to make the fear on everyone and kind of do this whole negative kind of thing. You know, this is not Islam. This is not Islam one by any scholars, you know, this whole like making takfir out of ignorance, doing all this kind of stuff. Oh, look at this. And I'm not talking about even in people in the video. Yes, they said some crazy things. But in the end of the day, we have no right to suck this. This making making uh, calling someone a kafir or uh, going into that way, you know, this is this is this goes into a whole uh, process. You know, it's not just some random guy sees one one thing that one person says and just makes a oh that, they're a kafir and all this kind of stuff. You know, this is very detrimental. It's very uh, dividing the ummah, and this is uh, it's very sickening to see. You know, because I've seen it on Twitter, I've seen it on Instagram, I've seen it on YouTube. You know, it's whole kind of people doing against even even some of the scholars in America. You know, like actual scholars. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Subhanallah. I just want to bring that up and you know. Jazakallah khair. Very beautifully said, and I think that's definitely a great note to end it on. Um, I guess there's one more note to end it on. Pegra has been attacking Muslims and Islam since World Cup began. He's whitewashed uh, and paints his nails. <laughs> Type. Okay. Um, barakallah fiq, bro. Um, may Allah guide um, all of us. Yeah, what's up? I have to ask, who is this Twitch person? I, I didn't watch the video, not going to lie. So no, um, I'm interested. No, 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 just, <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> his name um, is has, uh, H A. S A N A B I. I think that's his channel. Uh -huh. sure. you, you'll see it. You can just look it up on YouTube. His reaction to something. React to the video. Yeah. But regardless, again, may Allah, you know, continue to guide the Muslims. May Allah guide um, everyone. Allahumma amin. And with that being said, Jazakallah khair, everyone, for joining and everyone for attending. And, of course. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate um, the platform and um, continue representing Islam in the best way. Inshallah, may Allah allow us to the Allahumma Ameen. And uh, with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina alaab nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.